Welcome to the Rumpus Room. Hey everybody, how's it going out there? It's the boys from the Midwest back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room. And let's hit them with the takeaway message of the day. Today's message is in regards to, uh, I think, almost every man's topic, and that is war. So I've been reading a lot more about war and the strategies surrounding war. And it's really been interesting to view business and war and you can just see the parallels are um, extremely close and so the message that really has been resonating with me is to judge people by their actions and not their words Mm. so in war there's a lot of deceit you know there's a lot of uh, telling people they're going to do things and you know posturing you look at kind of the way our current president uses twitter to throw off everybody but what they talked about is it's more important to judge people based on actions and words and it takes you away from kind of an emotional uh, state so if you're really frustrated and you you listen to people's kind of their words and what they're saying you go off the wrong way rather than what they actually do and usually what they do implies if you look at that without looking at the words you can figure out strategically what they're doing so if you look at these companies that you're either competing against and um, you know making more investments into things that would be more interesting rather than what their press releases say. Uh, is there a particular piece of literature you're referencing? Yeah, so the book is 33, 33 Strategies of War by Robert Greene, and it's mm-hmm. a very good read because what it does, and I, I really love re- reading Robert Greene. I think he's one of the best authors, I, I do think, of our time. He distills almost every war novel out there into the main components and themes. And he does a great job of using stories to show kind of the main theme. So there's 33 different lessons and they're broken down into different categories. You know, one of them strategy and one of them is motivating the troops, you know, different ways of basically war strategies and what's he took as the main points. Well, I'm glad it's a, a list because I'm a retard and I can't handle long form <laughs> oh, literature I, anymore. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, I've, the whole BuzzFeed thing about like <sighs> the top three reasons, you know, for whatever. But So uh, I was reading a book about the, that, that talked about what are the most read articles in the, like the 2000s and every one of them was a top 10 list. Yep. No every kidding. single, it was called, it's called Hitmakers. The Hit book's make, called Hitmakers. Yeah. It was a really great book. And they talked every, I think the, and all of them are, are not the ones you would think of. So it's basically like they talked about, okay, it's something that you don't have a normal conversation on. Okay. So what we talked about in this podcast, basically. Sure. But it was like, what are the, you know, based on your horoscope, what are the, like, can it predict your life? The top three signs you're going to die when you're like, so it's. Yep. It's All not, of these things that are... It's not like top three things you would need to make your career better no, or whatever. It no, would no. Be. It's like things that kind of you're like, Top oh, three things I that, that bump that. on your sack could be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, what are things that you... I feel like you're in a safe space. You're going to read. Like, oh, man. You Nobody's going to see my viewing history. You better Bam. be using DuckDuckGo uh, oh. browser extension yeah, if you're, you're going to go down yeah, that route. All of a sudden, you're going to be getting ads if you're on uh, Safari or Chrome. Use or, this ointment. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried Gold Bond? That rash. Uh, is it? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, like 
that that was the the number one search things. It's funny because it said like all of the things that we talk about, you know, with your friends and family. That's not what you search for on your computer. Yeah, exactly. That's been proven yeah. time can and time you, again. Can you imagine if uh, the conversation at your holiday gathering was reminiscent of your search history? Search history? Well, that's always the joke. How, is like how crazy that would you're be. more worried about your search history, oh my your gosh. Google search history, than you are anything else, and it's because you your search history. It's the most authentic expression of your curiosity. Like your, it's your curiosity, and, and what a physical and mental ailments at yeah, the same time. Well, it does say it's like it's a completely negative side of your curiosity. It's like every deep dark question that you don't know about. Oh yeah, that's what you search for. It's not like that's your entire being you know, put down into one mm. search history. It's like all the shitty parts of you are in your search history. Yeah. My, my, um, significant other was having some ear pain mm. and after a quick Google search, uh, she, deduced, she deduced that she either had a tumor <laughs> or a bug in her ear. Oh. <laughs> I was like, we're not in the Amazon. Whoa. I'm pretty sure you don't have a bug in your ear. She's like, do you know what a bot fly is? It's like, yes, I know what a bot fly is. It's four degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> Where are there bot flies in Minnesota? Oh, the classic diagnosis. Self-diagnosis. Self-diagnosis so. tools that are Jeez, out there. Louise, being a doc these days, I've heard horror stories of patients that come in with like printed off pages from the internet. Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny because, you know, there's a couple patients that come to mind that we work with that are the most, you know, I know what's wrong with me. They know, show up yeah. and I can't imagine being a provider, having to deal with somebody that comes in that's got a PhD in WebMD. Yeah. You know, they know mm -hmm. what's wrong with mm -hmm. their back. Like uh, my back hurts and these are the things that I know. You need, And basically they, well, what's interesting is the type of persona they know right away. Yeah. I suppose you can feel it like, when the person is like, yeah, they, I'm going to tell you what I think. Yeah, they just That like, would be easy to do your job, though. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's a great assessment. Mm -hmm. You, You're pretty smart. Have you thought about medical school? <laughs> oh, you know, I have, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I decided not to go because of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. But, yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, data. Well, first, I want to thank all of the wars for all of time because they made history class interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, history would have just been oh so dry. It's a well, it's a great study also in human behavior. It's a great study. Yeah, like yeah. you know, one thing that I think you and I talk about is playing sports. You kind of see people's true character in these moments, mm -hmm. and I think in war it's the same thing. You see the true character of some of these leaders. Well, it just really, I mean, conflict is what defines the history because without conflict. Mm -hmm conflict you don't have anything to discuss because or no change exactly no evolution no, exactly change. so war is just like the most overt form of conflict mm -hmm. if it really is and it's like what is the what are the ideas that were in place and what are the new ones that are coming out and that's basically war it's, it's like true what what is the ideal that you're fighting for i um cannot help but draw similar parallels to the powder keg in Europe in World War One, and kind of the state that the general sort of public is in right now which is mm. like consolidation of, of power sort of rising trends of nationalism mm -hmm. new technologies that are enabling like 
much more sophisticated warfare, ta warfare tactics. I'm just waiting for like whoever is to be the assassinated Duke of uh, of uh, the the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. I don't know Franz. who that's going to be. That's a good question. Because I don't think anybody cares enough about. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say that because I might end up dead in a couple of weeks. If, yeah. Because we, you know, our Russian and North Korean listeners are, you know, so prolific. They're a big, yeah, big subset of our population. Yeah, we got to be careful. We'll talk about location tracking soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well why not just uh, mm -hmm. just dive into it now? So uh, you read an interesting article. Yeah. So the New York Times has a really great piece, and it came out, I think, a couple this this week about location services, and this is something that. You know, personally, I, after reading the article, went on immediately and checked to make sure that I wasn't tracking location services. And what the premise of the article is, is you can, everybody knows who everybody is. If you share your data with iPhone for any specific updates or you're on an Android and an app can get your data, there are companies out there that are literally all they do is take in where you are at what point in the day. So well, it's like a ping every 30 seconds or something. A ping every too. 30 seconds. Yeah. And what they're taught, like the examples they gave are very chilling. So the first one is if you attend a women's march or a rally, they were linking you back to who you are because they can follow you basically walking to the march back to your house. They can follow you going to work mm -hmm. and they can deduce who you are based on your behavior. Should they know what concerts you go to, what sporting events, everything they know what grocery stores. I mean, you think about this. Know. If you go to a protest, they know who you are. Yep. And like, that's a Unless really you leave your phone at home, which how many people leave their phones at home nowadays? Cause you, you then don't get credit for going there. Well, you, you know, yeah, you and how are you, you supposed to know the, where everybody is? How are yeah. you supposed to post a selfie pic to your profile? Because that's the absurd thing though. Like, Here's the other reality is people want credit for what they do these days. Like they're willing yeah. to sacrifice personal liberties to be recognized for the accomplishment of the most menial tasks, it's like going to a concert. Yeah. It's like, so, cause it didn't happen unless it's on the defined, define, this is who I am and this yeah. is what I believe. And this is that da, da, da. it's like, yeah, okay, well now everybody knows that. And it's, it will, it could be used in a negative light. Well, and what you're saying is the location services are just taking this to a more sophisticated level than people yeah, and there's are currently a, aware. A ton of really amazing examples. Like one of them was okay, Chipotle had an E. coli virus in Foursquare, which everybody knows you can be kings and queens of these areas. Mm -hmm. So you would check in, and whoever checks in the most, which I know I never did this because I, I wasn't thought it was the, the stupidest thing. thing. Yeah, um, and which was the early days of like. That was like so before I, social media almost, that, wasn't it? That was. Before Facebook I, was monstrous. Yeah, I recall this one dude who was a big Foursquare guy. We would be at a bar and he would be like, oh, somebody just checked in. I'm going to go find him. I was always, it was yeah, the, just like, the new frontier of like how social interactions were mm -hmm. um, driving in-person interactions or yeah. social media interactions were driving in-person interactions. Oh, for sure. And that was the first, so they... They figured out quite quickly the importance. They had of to get location. bought by somebody because I don't. Oh, they got they, they were Facebook? sued. Oh, they were sued. Yeah, because they, they kind of fell off the map. Yeah, they well, they're still now. They're just a they're big just data running company. around yeah. in the the background. So, anyways, uh, Foursquare. Somebody from Foursquare basically predicted. Oh, you know they'll be, they'll drop. I bet you they're they're going to reduce their revenue by thirty percent. And this was uh -huh. made at prediction at the e for Chipotle. And do you know what they're? I just googled them. Their um, their 
tagline or whatever is the trusted location data and intelligence company. <laughs> that is a paradox if I've ever heard. Well, one. and the, it's or so an it's, rather. it's not it's the, what the article also talks about. It's they're not doing anything illegal. Trusted intelligence. So they're not doing mm. anything illegal. I wouldn't think that trust and intelligence are like yeah, ever trusted in intelligence same, in the same word in the same phrase. No, yeah. CIA, the trusted intelligence trusted company. In, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. yeah, you're trusted. You're trusted expert in intelligence. BSS, We've got your back. Trusted intelligence, unless officers. you're unless you cross us. <laughs> The SS. The, the KB, KGB, trusted <laughs> Russian trusted intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> we have your back. Yeah, yeah. Until we don't. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so, so Foursquare. Foursquare predicted basically Chipotle's earnings to a dollar amount. And then the next quarter, their revenue dropped by, what do you know, 29 point something percentage, three, seven, whatever it was. So they predicted it almost to a T because they know everybody that shows up at Chipotle. Because they're tracking you sure. and probably me because I go to Chipotle all the time. What's crazy is they were able to predict the amount of demand impact that it would revenue. have. So they, they, like they tied it back exactly to revenue. So they must have some sort of like Modeling. metric on how flexible or susceptible people are to well, the coli been, break. But I suppose you just look at history I, yeah, and you would just easy. look at like the uh, relative You establish a value of, for the person and well, then say like this is how many people – will not go or you just look at the previous E. coli outbreak for chipotle and mm -hmm. then you know like the most recent one and then apply the multiplier plus whatever sort of increase or decrease relative to the change in time yeah and boom you have your 30 percent. here's your number yeah, yeah crazy yeah and so it's like this is the sophistication and what what's scary is i think you and i were kind of jabbing on this a little bit earlier is like this is super powerful information. And if people know your behavior, so what you're doing, where you're standing at all times, you know, it, it goes back to, I was talking to, I think a venture capitalist a couple, I don't know, five years ago. And he was saying, you know, the, the newest technology in venture capital is taking pictures of parking lots and they can tell you out if your car is in there how many cars are there and then uh -oh. what the revenue is based on the cars yep so then they can go and take pictures and they have oh, these dude, drones how crazy would that be drones to predict yeah. shopping habits that's that's what they were doing like that's five years ass, ago that's an easy ass business model right they there. literally had drones just taking pictures of people well it hasn't been um i mean the amount of data accumulation hasn't been relevant until the processing capabilities came yeah, around now, and the advent of ai mm -hmm. i mean now is like the golden age really now it's like yeah, it now is probably, yeah, like you said, the, it's the golden age. This yeah. is processing power yeah. and this data is, is available and people like you and I have no idea. The, yeah. Well, until there's the inevitable like backlash from society being like you've over, you've crossed the line, but I don't see that happening. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if that happens in this decade. Well, in this article I, I believe is it's kind very, of a, I believe it's very point. possible. It that, is. Well, I think until something bad really happens... You know, I was talking about this with my significant other, and she was like, oh, my gosh, that's so scary because you think, like, if you sell this to terrorists, they'll know where everybody is. Like, yeah, where it's are like, well, they just go to the fucking mall. That's where they are. I mean, I don't know. It's not very hard. That's <laughs> yeah. not very hard to predict. It's like, yeah, go to a city and go to, the like, the, uh, that's a big where, building. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know about the, the whole terrorist thing, but what I, I'm more worried about, like, the... Um, 
the sort of capitalist military industrial complex sure. manipulation component of well, they talk, it. Another thing was, so, okay, what happens if this data gets hacked by a foreign intelligence agency? Sure. So, like, say you got our friends across the pond that know Foursquare's got the the trusted intelligence and they're going to go in and bounce the data and now they know Americans' behaviors yeah. and they can siege warfare where we don't, we don't even know about it. Going yeah. back to my 33 strategies of war, the more information and data you have on people, you can basically conduct warfare without anybody knowing it. Yeah, definitely. The, the warfare of the 1950s and 60s and 70s and 80s was occurring in the scientific labs mm -hmm. to create warheads and oh, yeah. the warfare of today is occurring on the digital sort of yeah it's like the uh, spanish armada do you know the story of the spanish armada uh, queen elizabeth I mean, i'm aware of them but it's a very you know, like really famous nice. name yeah <laughs> super good snowboards and skis yeah, you know, yeah. and they also <laughs> like i think came up in a pitbull song a, a while ago perhaps so yeah. the spanish armada was queen elizabeth was a small country in england and spain was a gr massively mm -hmm. growing international power power and they had tons of money but what she figured out was they were super leveraged in their debt oh. and so what she did is basically had a pirate captain she knew that they were the the weak point was the ships had to transfer the gold overseas and so what she did is she just kept hitting the ships with these quote pirates of her own empire hmm. and so what happened was their rates their their borrowing <clears throat> excuse me their borrowing rates increased yeah so now their rates out oh, it's really expensive to have war and so now she knew when they would be weakest. So it was just a slow ass war that she won over time. Mm -hmm. And that was the downfall of Spain. And she just found their weak point and extrapolated it and then fought them over the sea mm -hmm. and just went right after the economy. And I think going after the economy is a warfare that everybody's, everybody knows that's a totally like, yeah, that's where that's, you go. That's what you do. And that's the strength and the weak point. Yeah. And ours for the past, you know, 40, 50 years has been oil. Mm -hmm. Which is why you know we've been heavily invested in that area of the country or the uh, the world. But um, so I, I OPEC, did, they uh, went public. They did, yeah. And wasn't there like three apples could fit inside of their revenue, like three or yeah, their this, profit? This is the largest. Uh, like it largest just dwarfs history. Yeah, just yeah. dwarfs. So the so size of that. If you are a yacht maker, you're in luck. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you sell luxury <laughs> Range Rovers. With sand tires, yeah, that's it's a good time to be in Saudi Arabia. No kidding. Oh my God, can you imagine? Monaco right now is the place. Uh, that must be just absolutely bonkers. Formula One race. Which, oh, by the, the way, next year Formula yeah, One. Yeah, go for it. That would, which I heard Ford and Ferrari. Speaking of Formula One, is like a really awesome show. I'm very happy that it's good because I was worried that it was going to suck and ruin. Um, well, you know who who Jason Bourne was in it, so it's going to be true. good. It's true. I, you know, he's he's yeah, Jason. You know, he's I'm, got just I'm, a range. I'm happy that they that Ford hired Jason because yeah, the he, That's just a good. That's just a good pick right there. Oh, you yeah. know, you want something to be get. successful. You hire Jason Bourne. You you you, you want to win the race. You want to do well at the box office. I'm going to put up a softball. Yeah. Oh my God! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! It's Jesus Jason Bourne. Christ! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs>
That's probably one of my uh, favorite memes to send out in a text ever. It's a good one. <laughs> that one never, and I'm sure uh, I'm the only one laughing when I send it, but it just warm feelings inside because uh, everybody's thinking it. Everybody's thinking it when he pops up on the radar. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he shows his passport. Yeah, but it's intentional. Box yeah. office success. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. So back on the location services. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the article. And of course, it's going to take a while, but I think it's really interesting. And I always had an idea like, oh, this is probably what's happening. But now it's actual data. What they do is the article is actually terrific. So it shows screenshots of the the data. And And obviously, this is all anonymized. But what they did is they followed people and then they interviewed them and like used the ones they could. And they talk about, I mean, the scary thing is like, you think of like an oppressed China, they have all of this. Like this is, yeah, I was this speaking is with everywhere. My, uh, I work with a professor who was from India and he was saying that research in the United States is tremendously hard to get your hands on data because of the protection laws. And in Europe, it's got to be way harder. Now, yeah, for sure. But in Europe, or excuse me, in India and China, data protection laws are essentially non-existent. There's no such so thing. Giant masses of information are just being tossed around. So mm-hmm. analytic um, opportunities are just everywhere as opposed to like needing approval or any sort of regulating body mandating, you know, what, who can share what with who. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah, I've got access to some sensitive information. You have access to some sensitive information. Imagine just kind of like giving that out willy-nilly to any person. that Just who wants yeah. to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh Well, it's, that's like that's the crazy thing is I think the article at the end of course wraps comes in with the like Congress needs to police this location services in there. So uh we can post how to make sure that you're not tracked. So we'll include that in the notes of how to make sure you're not tracked in the in and it's quite simple. All you do is go into privacy location services and then turn that off. And we'll post yep. a video or a yeah, link. There's a, there's a really great video about how to just kind of secure up your iPhone. And I'm sure you can mm-hmm. do the same with uh, yep. Android. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's the like immediate step you can take to own kind of your information. And yes, they'll have tons of information on you previously, but start now. So I think that opens the kind of the gamut for you know like what next what yeah. do we do next and um i work with this gentleman who is a mathematician and computer scientist and he is 100 percent convinced that the next frontier of data protection is going to be the is going to be the exact same as what occurred to the computer mainframe mm-hmm. and personal computing in uh the early 1980s so initially main frame computers you would have scientists who would literally drive into work to interact with the mainframe because personal computers didn't exist and then Steve Jobs kind of took the idea of the mainframe and was like well what if everybody carried around a personal computer their own little computer then Apple started and sort of you know now where we're at today is everybody has their own personal computer big uh, cloud computing is having a similar, or his contention, uh, and this is a gentleman who is one of those people who you, who you meet and you're like trying to figure out if you're... He's in a state of mania. If you're t- 
totally insane or if you're brilliant and just like 20, 30 years ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm leaning in the ball park of he's genius and door number two. 20 to 30 sec 20 to 30 years ahead of everybody else but um it's crazy to listen to him pitch his idea to like venture capitalists or people at united health group because they just laugh at him they're like oh no i don't think that we're gonna give people the power over their data ha 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 you know? like yeah okay that's a great yeah that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's cute they're the uh, ones that you yeah. want to meet with yeah, he was actually. He, I saw him pitch a United Healthcare executive, and the United Healthcare executive was like, "We're going in the direction of cloud computing." I'm sorry, because <laughs> his whole thing was his his thing is like, cloud computing is going to have the same renaissance that personal computing had, where or that mainframes had, where um, people are going to have personal clouds mm. and the idea of sending just massive troves of raw data to a cloud, which is exactly what happens in the location services. Mm -hmm. You don't retain that information internal to your device. It's gone. You push it out to the cloud and somebody else holds manages it. it and holds it. His He has designed a computer programming software and if you're really techie and really smart and really interested, go to www.256gl.com and look at his patent and then send me an email at the rumpus room podcast at gmail.com and let me know if it's legit because <laughs> I have difficulty understanding it. If you can read it's 46 pages of like pretty heavy, pretty math. heavy technical and math, math stuff. But, um, I read it and it seemed to me like it made sense. Um, but I'm by no means a computer or math, mathematical genius anyway, but, um, aspiring. Yeah, aspiring. So uh, he has written a computer programming language which does just that. Hmm. It essentially takes all of your personal data and stores it in a personal cloud on your device and runs analytics on your device for that information. And instead of sending a trove of just raw data out to some other place, essentially what he is posing is and this is ridiculous because it's literally like a redefining of the entire way that the internet works mm. so you're like dude do you have any idea of the barrier century here this is ridiculous like every barrier. everything that the uh, hoover yeah. dam of yeah. barriers and his idea is like well what we'll do is we'll create a marketplace for methods methods being like specific computational alg algorithms that you would essentially draw into your phone so your device would analyze the data keep it all local and then say oh we want that particular algorithm so we want that car shopping algorithm we want that you know um, shopping cart optimization algorithm we want that um, you know we want that direction algorithm we want that uh, you know mm. personal help with weight loss algorithm we want the lower your blood pressure algorithm so yes somebody could put together like a sort of understanding of your general composition from what algorithms you're pulling down from this marketplace mm -hmm. however what it does is it keeps your actual raw data local to your device secured never transitions anywhere mm -hmm. which is crazy because then all it, it 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 induces like a massive 
it's like a huge protection on your privacy. Mm. Huge. It's basically a a layer of abstraction. Yeah. From personal data to the analytical components. So there's, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. And and again, it's it's conceptually conceptually brilliant. brilliant, But Mm -hmm. will this be one of those things that like Apple or Microsoft or IBM just buys and shelves and is like fuck it because we don't want this to actually occur because it's our business model and then in 20 years they roll it out or whatever you know I don't know but Mm -hmm. it's uh it's 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 beautiful um in its in its pure form at this point Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm really hoping that something happens by way of um it's the Spanish Armada Hopefully. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the Spanish Armada or if it's like the little engine that could, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, that requires a ton of education for the consumer. So like you and I, the cons- to, to get the concept into our heads requires a ton of work yep. and a ton of changing how you think of mm-hmm. these things. And I've worked a lot in behavior change. and um, Well, and I'm saying that this if there was that revolution in privacy. Yeah, yeah. This no. is what people would jump to. For sure. That's the that that is the revolution of this whole like that is basically the solution to location services is like this would your be data a never solution. leaves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Your data never leaves your phone. So mm-hmm. this would be a solution. There wouldn't be this big ass New York Times article because mm-hmm. they'd just be like, Oh, you know, these this many people have pulled out these different models from the system mm-hmm. and we don't really know what they do with them. We don't know what the outcome is. We know that they get something from them. So nope. it's, it's it's radical. It's radical. I love I love the idea and, and mm-hmm. again, but see if in our lifetime it will happen. Yeah. Um, the thing that's difficult for me is when you look at these situations, it's like, where is all the money right now? Exactly. And it's it's in the ownership. It's of in the, the ownership of the raw data for mm. the analytical capabilities. Yes, yeah, precisely. it's in the ownership to yeah. to say this is what people do, and this is how we're going to change their behavior, and this is how we're going to get them to spend money, and this is how we're going to get them to click on ads, blah, 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 you know, all down that route. And he's totally like, this is the way that the world should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know, dude, it should be that way, but it's not. Yeah, it it should, but it's not. He's got this like incredible intrinsic sort of. Um, I'm <laughs> benevolent, like yeah. scientist, good of the world approach, and I love it so Very much. Binary. I, well, I, I want to support that, and I'm also kind of like, dude, we got to figure out how to get this into the marketplace in a in an actual fashion, as opposed to just like conceptually it being the right answer. Because mm-hmm. conceptually, the right answer is not to go to war too, but we find it extraordinarily advantageous economically. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so like, I mean, and it's also like personally, there's a lot of things that I know I shouldn't be doing, like you know, gas pedaling a couple of brownies at the end of the night, but I still do them. So yeah. It's like you know, we're, we're imperfect beings. That is, and truth. it's really hard to say. You know, the world is not binary, and that's, I think, where it's like, how what's a what's a solution that we can get part of the way there? And then, uh, you know, like, that's, yeah. it's the roadmap of how to get there. That's, that's always the thing. And I, you know, we always talk about this a lot is, like, there's so many awesome things out there that just don't work because people don't use it. Yeah, And it's like totally. so much of the world is getting people to use these things. Mm-hmm. And that's so valuable. You got to have a pathway to it. You got to have that pathway. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like why, why people want to buy your product. Yeah, you know, this thing is going to impact their life and it's going to do really great things for them. But people don't do it, you know. 
Yeah, again, we're, uh, we're well, waiting on that revolution here. Yeah, and it goes back to the example, and I was I brought this up at work the other this week, and it was the image of decision making. There's the uh, elephant, and then there's the rider. So the elephant is your emotional system, mm. and the rider is your logical brain system. So we basically push all of decision making or change management towards the logical rider but it's the elephant that makes all the decisions it's like if you watch a rider trying to change an elephant the only way that rider is going to influence this elephant is if the elephant decides so what it advocates for is like emotionally we make all of our decisions well you could turn this into an emotional argument extraordinarily easily Mm -hmm. personal freedoms data protection privacy gun Mm -hmm. rights next thing you know (laughs) You got a you got a president right there. You know if if, <laughs> if you can I mean if that's if that's possible. Freedom, freedom works. Freedom reigns. Freedom, freedom reigns. Freedoms established this entire country. I mean that's that's why we're <laughs> successful. And uh, it's funny going back to the strategies of war. You need to have a spiritual mission. True. So yeah. like a spiritual mission is what drives people to do things. It's it drives cohesion. So how do you create a spiritual mission? That's why religions have always worked. Mm-hmm. You know, where like God t- tells us this to is this, good, yeah. like God is on our side. And it's really easy to, you know, run the, into battle if God's going to help you. to write another page in their, uh, their notebook about data protection and privacy yeah. see if the, those early adopters can get it, get it going. <laughs> oh, did you see the newest thing on the, uh, what church was that? I think it was the Mormon church about uh, there was an insider that says they have you know, $100 billion of tax deferred. Yeah, I did see that. That yeah. was a pretty big... That's a bombshell. Bombshell. Yeah. And questioning the status. We were joking, I was t- texting with a few people about if you're the whistleblower on that case, the, the you know, you'd get a percent... I think you get a percentage of the damages for whistleblowing. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, like, that's a risk you'd take... Just uh, you end up on you end up six feet under if you do something like that. The Mormon Church has repeatedly killed reporters that have. Jeez. Yeah, there are like several. Um, do you know oh, it was a Minnesota-based healthcare consultant that was involved in that too? Really? Yeah, it was a a Midwestern Ugh. healthcare consultant, and I'm pretty sure I found him because it like I think it said his brother, his name, and so you could pretty easy to find who uh, he is. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, there have been like multiple reporters. I believe with Scientology too, there have been several reporters that have been killed who have been close to really figuring out stuff that they're not supposed to. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a that's a that's an oldest time act right there. You yeah. know that going um, back to the going back to the war tactics. Back to the war tactics. Yeah. Well, we uh, had an we had an interesting event last night. We went and saw the um, musical Six. It's a Broadway. Broadway musical six. Mm-hmm. It was about the six wives of Henry the Eighth, and it was a really uplifting and fun and uh, engaging performance about empowering women. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, it gave more context to you know sort of the just the evolution of the relationships between men and women over time. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was a really great message, uh, particularly for young women to hear. I was like thinking that we should have, you know, we should recommend this to like Jesse and have Lily and Claire go watch that. Yeah. You know, just cause I think that was something that um, like has become current today 
for sure. But, the timing is terrific. Yeah, but like most of the women that it impacts on a like if you're an adult and you see that, it is a totally different impact than mm-hmm. if you're a twelve year old girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a great. I, it's really got a solid message too on I think women culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like how women work oh, the together competition. the competition yeah definitely it was it was very insightful considering i know so little yeah because we're basically <laughs> walking around with our blind <laughs> we are like cavemen yeah I mean, we are crashing so, so idiots but anyway. we're, we're learning the, the crash course. every day we're yeah. learning mm-hmm. we're learning more about women culture and there was some interesting interesting dynamics but uh that I, I'm not going to get into the specifics about the sexual harassment stuff, but mm. there it, it provided things, yeah. it provided some context about um, the Me Too movement, and apparently, someone close to us has received some unwanted advances. And I um, I was just thinking about how unfortunate that is uh, in the workplace. You know, I mean, given all of this context, they talked about like the power dynamics in the um, in the uh, in in the play. And one thing that I was kind of thinking about when we were chatting is like, um, you know, I've had my fair share of inappropriate conversations at the workplace. I wouldn't call them sexual advances in any way, but mm-hmm. there was very much like, this is flirting. You yeah. know, you're aware when people are flirting. And I was just wondering, like, I'm pretty fortunate to be a decent looking guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go to the gym. You work watch out. what I eat. You shower. I clean myself. <laughs> I have a sense of style. You smile. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sometimes not bad to look at. Mm-hmm. I'm not the. I'm and that's not been the, proven. I'm not the best horse out of the gate, but no. I, I do my best, and I, I think that um, I'm very fortunate for that. Uh, but I was just kind of wondering, like, man, I don't. Perhaps it is like sort of Futurama where it's like that Zach Brannigan character. I don't know if you know him Mm -hmm. where he's he's a good looking guy, but he's making all these horrible unwanted advances on women. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering, like, is the Me Too movement compounded when you're just an ugly MFer? Probably. It's got to be. And I was wondering if like how kind of unfair that that would be Mm -hmm. if like sexual uh, uh, um uh like advances were viewed more negatively for ugly people than good looking people can mm. you imagine if somebody did a study like same exact behaviors just an ugly person versus a good looking person oh, the like, ugly person would be yeah because more it's, unwelcome i'm sure but that's, because it's unwanted sexual advances too exactly. you think of like what's its perception yeah. of the sexual advance and what's interesting is you know when when talking about this person that we know, the sexual advances are all the time from a lot of different men. And some of them have been, but the problem is they're like older men. Yep, exactly. Well, I mean, there's definitely like a very clear boundary in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, 10 year gap. There's no, and I guess a better judge is like the context of the situation. Like there's obviously Mm -hmm. no chemistry, you know, there's no sort of even, Inclination, like friendship, that, like, relationship. Interest. Yeah, it's like there's. It's like this, the hammer drops of like an unwanted advance. <laughs> I mean, which is just that's just guys being dumb, being it, unaware, it it's, being it's, so stupid. That is definitely a man's sad. problem. Like it's yeah. it's definitely something that we have to work on as like being more self aware about. I I agree, and I think men today it's 
it does it is frustrating to hear these stories of people you know and be like man that's another guy like what the hell is that guy thinking yeah like what is he like what is going through his mind yeah and it's like he's obviously not aware of what his his actions are doing to anybody else because yeah. if he had any idea, I usually think I he like would to not. think of the best of people as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you would think that they would be they would change their behavior. Well, and this is this goes back to some things too of humans are not rational beings; we are rationalizers. Well, like so, he probably somebody thinks. Oh, she maybe thought she liked that, or like you know, those are always the comments yeah, of like yep. it's like you know, oblivious. Yeah, it's like not real. Like no, that's not even close to what's going on. Well, and like in last night's performance, you th- hear about these women talking about, um, you know, Henry VIII's like very promiscuous behavior and unwanted sexual advances and whatever, mm-hmm. and um, you wonder how much actual dialogue occurred mm-hmm. or if it, if like they were really just in the moment having to accept that this is the overwhelming way that the world works and um i, I now there definitely is more freedom for dialogue which is something that obviously i support and oh yeah it's great very much a thing that is going to continue to persist what's for, interesting too is i think there is a lot like so there's i think different levels there's like actions of like touching somebody there's words and then there's also like this emotional unhealthy energy like you can feel the energy of men and women together that's really like this emotional energy emotional charge sure and it's you know hard to prove in court and it's like very hard you know it's like but that also impacts people and makes people feel things so it's like what you know as a culture how do we navigate these waters because actions are pretty are easier to define um and there was an interesting um there's an interesting idea about i was listening to the um impeachment uh in this in the house of representatives representatives yeah yeah, I would. If you get, want some quality entertainment. Oh my god, I got about. I can listen for about five minutes, and then I would just change the channel because it was so absurd. People mm-hmm. would just go up. This is a, a, a defilement of the Constitution. Blah blah blah. All this stuff, and there is no evidence to suggest. Literally, the exact same thing right across the aisle. For you know, it was, it was absurd. It was just worthless. I mean, this is just and not yeah. a single one person. Um, I didn't listen to the entire thing, but. Uh, and I just have to get this off my chest too. Uh, I listened to the opening question in the Democratic debate. Opening question in the Democratic debate is 51% of Americans don't support impeachment. How do you convince them to? Even Every one of you on stage has said that you support impeachment. How do you do that? And every single one of them did the song and dance of, oh, this is a violation of our constitution, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, how can you be so ignorant hmm. how can you the reality is it's going to be a party line fucking vote yeah of party course. line vote everybody knows it everybody knows it but nobody's saying it mm-hmm. why isn't anybody saying it mm-hmm. it's going to be a party line vote there's not going to be a republican who steps out because if he does he's he gone. will be absolutely crushed he's gone he'll be dead or she's gone yeah they're gone so it's going to be a party line vote it's going to be a blip on the radar and while all these people are out song and dancing around, Trump is literally out holding rallies. <laughs> I can't. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, again, it's amazing. Talk about a spiritual mission. He's, he's on it. And like, um, I, you know, I, I was, it's just, 
I listened to this Republican strat or this uh, the head of the um, the head of Politico uh, the or the lead pub- political editor for Politico was talking on NPR and he was like, yeah, it's really amazing that the Trump campaign is not talking about the economy or the that Trump is not talking about the economy because that is what wins the election. Trump is out there like whooping up um, the versus Democrat deal. He's yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's incited, you know, he's throwing he's throwing gasoline on whatever issue he can. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 playing to the elephant. Mm-hmm. And he is. and all everyone else is like playing to the the line to the rider and it's yeah, just like, like you guys are so stupid. Look what happened last time. So stupid. It's but I don't understand like if if you and I can conceptualize that like Okay, you know, I I just I was rehearsing this winning response to the debate because I was so infuriated with everybody's responses, and I thought, oh yeah, it, let's hear it. It was, it was just what I said. We know that this is going to be a party line vote. Mm-hmm. Let's stop talking about it and giving him power. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the real issues facing Americans today. Yeah, let's talk about our liberty. Let's talk about social services. Let's talk about the issues that are impacting. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who can change that reality. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. that is so different than. Trump, Trump, point the finger, and everybody is just in this like accusatory mode. It's just so frustrating to deal with. It's like mm-hmm. y'all are stepping into the fucking lion's den and getting eaten up. I know Ugh. it really is. And that's, it's always rising above that wind. That's what I don't in, see in the long. I just don't see. Long, you know, and my question is, you know, now this is getting real political. But what what does Bloomberg do in this situation? Does he have? The leadership and this time will tell on all these things is is rising above the next evolution of our our country or are we going to continue to be motivated by these you know the elephant motivations and mm-hmm. the hard thing is it's like in the rumpus room we can sit here and you know pontificate talk about this and everybody's doing this on their own political podcast yeah but it's like we are a small majority of the voters. It's very true. You know, like where are the decision makers? You got to understand what they think. And it's like, you know, they told the the common theme is it's like it's 10 counties. Some of them are in Michigan. Some are in Ohio. Some are in Florida. Yeah. Like it's these counties that have decision. How do you flip them? I don't know. Like they're the ones that you got to flip. And it's like it seems like to me some people have a better idea of how to flip those people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's just my my whole opinion on this stuff. And it's like... Somebody's playing with bullets and somebody's playing with with just airsoft yeah, guns. Again, it's like, yeah. yeah, what wins? And it would be nice to, to see maybe more of a fair fight and more of like, are we going to move this country forward based on like actually improving like what you said social services and what is the government there to do for this country and are they doing it and let's get them to do that and assess if they're working and assess if they're not and change things but that's you know that's totally changing the entire history of the u.s i'm a huge advocate for a strong democratic party i'm a huge Mm -hmm. advocate for a strong republican party because how could you not be they both have great things they they both have great things and would you rather watch a would you get excited about uh a very evenly matched top 
team, you know, top performer mm-hmm. against top performer, what's going to happen? Or are you going to put like, because I just feel like right now the Dems are kind of limping through. Like the Cleveland like Browns versus. The, the, you got the Browns versus the freaking Ravens over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So Yeah, and it'd be nice to be proven wrong. It would be nice. I think in this case, because, and I think our information is probably pretty bad in terms of what information we're taking in. So yeah. maybe our opinion's not right. But I, I think when you start to still see the narrative and it's not changing, that gets a little concerning. Yeah, and it's... it's. Uh, you think of the debate is entirely around Trump. Yeah, he won. There it is. They won. That's what happened last be, time. It would be so much better if they did not mention his name once, but mm-hmm. they're like just obsessed with it. And they're, I'm Like I'm proving sorry. him wrong. I'm sorry. All like, you do with that approach is you strengthen his base. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what happens. He's yeah, if stronger. you've learned anything on the pod, Rumpus Room podcast, it's that. <laughs> if you give it energy, it yeah. will grow. It will grow. I mean, yeah. whatever you give sunlight to, it grows. Yeah, and they're given they're given sunlight. Yeah, photosynthesis works it works sure does you know what else works brown underwear sure does feedback free underwear if you don't give your underwear the proper energy you've you've won the battle so why would you waste your time giving a contrast in colors and you might as well just go down the route of same 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 simplify your life it's a common saying in thailand same same there's not a single free throw shooter in nba history who has shot 100% from the free throw line. Uh, I, do you know what? I'm looking it up right now. You're correct. It's been proven. Stop kidding yourself. We all make mistakes. Everybody's missed a free throw. Everybody has missed a free throw. Some of us have missed have missed the basket entirely. Somebody, some more egregious than others. Some have Shaq airballed it or hit the side of the backboard. Uh, yep, yep. So if you ever have some backboard you, shots... If, you, if you're knocking it off if the glass bank, time or two. <laughs> if you're banking free throws, we think brown underwear might Go be. www.justbrownunderwear.com. And there's some big news coming on JBU front. So pay attention in the next few coming weeks. We're excited to announce some exciting things. Of course, everybody's excited. We're going to keep saying excited because JBU, things are. it's an exciting time. It's going up and up. That's all we got for you today, folks. Tune in next week when we'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room.